Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line by embracing behavioral economics. And now, here are your hosts, world-renowned thought leader on customer experience, Colin Shaw, and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University. The point I'm trying to make is we tend to look for those negative things and maybe as leaders, we should be recognizing that that's uh, what we're doing. There's not enough leaders who turn around and say, thanks very much, that was a really good job that you did. So it's easy to blame like the news for that, like the people who are putting together the, the news. But the reality is they're responding to what we want. Absolutely, totally agree. give it a year or two's time. And when people are looking back, they will look back and think about the companies and the people they worked with that helped them through these difficult times. So Ryan, ever since I started doing this uh, consultancy work for the last sort of 20 years, basically, one of the things I've noticed within businesses is they focus a lot on the things that are going wrong. So, you know, we do this research, this emotional signature research, where we we look at what drives value. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that we typically discover is that clearly there are things that are going wrong that are causing organizations to destroy value, in other words, to lose money. But we also discover that there are big opportunities for people to drive more value, okay? Sometimes even two or three times as much more value than dealing with the negative things. But the interesting part for me is organizations get obsessed with fixing things that are wrong rather than looking at the opportunities that could drive more value for them. Spending time, money, resources on on fixing something that will generate you know, $1,000, whereas if they use that time, money, resources, they could get an opportunity that gets them a million dollars of of revenue. Today, if I'm wrong, we're going to be talking about a wonderful subject called negativity bias. Yes, it's wonderful in that it's interesting. It's not wonderful that we do it necessarily. What is it we do? Is this a sort of a classic British view of life, which is the glass is half empty? Yes. Today, we're going to talk about a uniquely British neuroses. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it, it it is. So the short version of negativity bias is essentially just that we find negative information to be more compelling, more important, more influential than we do positive information. That's the long and short of it. We've all experienced this. You can think about the last time you were looking up product reviews. How many five-star reviews are needed to offset one one-star review in your mind? If we were kind of purely rational and thinking about these things in an absolutely unbiased way, you could make a case that if one person had a terrible experience, one person had a great experience, then on average, those should kind of balance out and we should be somewhere in the middle. But you've experienced this and I have. That's not the way we respond to that. It's interesting you say that, actually, because 
whenever I buy something on Amazon and I look at the ratings, if it's three and a half, I don't really buy it. Right. It's got to be like four or five for me to buy it. And actually, three and a half is actually uh, good, actually, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, so some of this may go beyond negativity bias into other things like um, inflation, like positivity inflation. I remember having this discussion. My parents bring this up all the time. I had this discussion with my parents when I was in first or second grade. And uh, I brought home my report card and I got a C in something. I don't even know what you get graded on in second grade, sitting still or something, you know, I, um, <laughs> but I got a, a C on my report card. And my parents had a very serious discussion with me and, you know, like, we expect you to do better on this. And they, and I pointed at the report card and I said, a C means average. It says it right there. C equals average. What's wrong with being average at something? And my parents were kind of flummoxed at that. And they said, well, it's that. It's not what we want. And it's it's kind of the similar idea. Like, yeah, uh, average is not okay for what we're doing. And at least part of that is this negativity bias. We're, we're worried about what could go wrong uh, instead of, as you said before, what could potentially go right. And that focuses us on the negative information. And therefore, I guess that ties into even the news, doesn't it? Because they did this experiment, didn't they, a number of years ago, where they had a newspaper that was only had happy stories. Oh, I haven't heard about this. What was what was the outcome? It closed because yeah. nobody bought the bloody thing. Yeah, uh, because happy stories are interesting. Maybe at the end of the news, you know, but actually, when you know most of the news that you particularly, and it feels like more over nowadays, is bad news. Basically, whilst good news is clearly good. Uh, it's not what people are really interested in, is it? Yeah. I mean, so it's easy to blame like the news for that, like the, the people who are putting together the, the news. But the reality is they're responding to what we want. Absolutely. Totally agree. And, you know, we've got this phenomenon of doom scrolling that people are talking about now, which is that we we just get into these cycles of negative news. Some of it is that there's just more... I don't want to be Pollyanna about this. There's a lot of bad stuff happening right now in the midst of a pandemic and, you know, fires in various parts of the world and natural disasters and political strife. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. The negativity bias, though, is just cranking that up. Even when things are going pretty well, we still have a negativity bias. So effectively, we're looking we're looking for the negative things. It's more insidious than that. We're looking for the negative things. We kind of seek out that information. If we happen to get both positive and negative information, we pay more attention to the negative information than the positive information. It's like kind of weighted more heavily. We'll remember the negative information more. Like it's just, it's a top to bottom bias. We just focus more on the negative. I think as I looked into this, a few things that sort of struck me. One was this has sort of come from an evolutionary psychology perspective, which is about survival of the species, which is you're looking for the things that can cause you problems, basically. And if you only look for the happy things all the time, then that you may be very happy, but then you get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger on the savannah or something. You're looking for those negative parts. But to your point, and you talk about grades, it made me even think about leadership. Mm. And it made me think about customer experiences, obviously. But even in leadership, it made me think, 
you get given a bunch of stats and you look for the bad news, you look for the problems, you may turn around and go, oh, it's really good that we've got that. Classically, and you'll know that I've done this with you, when we're looking at these podcast stats, last year we doubled the number of downloads and I'm going, yeah, but that's not really good enough, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah but, <laughs> well, but what about tripling? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We are, as a species, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make is we tend to look for those negative things and maybe as leaders, we should be recognizing that that's uh, what we're doing. And certainly with our people, there's not enough leaders who turn around and say, thanks very much. That was really good. That was a really good job that you did. And we all know that that has a massive effect on people in terms of motivation, et cetera. Yes. A couple of things on that. So I'm, I'm always cautious about evolutionary psychology explanations because there's really great evolutionary psych research that's done. And then there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of storytelling. I think we can absolutely make an argument that a negativity bias is helpful. To your point, being more negative will on average tend to aid survival. And if we're more cautious and, and kind of looking out for problems, that that could be something that could help from an evolutionary perspective. Your point about leadership, I think, is really interesting. So I've, I've got a, a Daniel Kahneman story for you that you, you may not have heard before. So okay. Kahneman is the uh, author of Thinking Fast and Slow. He won a Nobel Prize in economics for his work on behavioral economics and psychology. He was hired once by the Israeli Air Force to kind of look at the way that they were training their, their pilots. And he noticed something that when pilots would land and their trainers would give them feedback and the feedback was always negative. So if they landed the plane perfectly, then they weren't given any praise for that. That was like, well, that's what is expected. And if they, they messed up any small little thing on the landing, then the, their drill sergeant fashion, the trainer would come down and just tear them apart and really, um, really give it to them. Yep. And he noticed this and he, he pointed it out. And he said, why no praise? Why do you just focus on the negative? The response was, well, because that's what works. If they screw something up, then if we really yell at them, then they fix it next time and it's fine. And if they do things perfectly and I praise them, the next time it goes wrong. And this is empirically probably true. But the reason that Kahneman told this story is essentially what these trainers were observing is what's called regression to the mean which is that if you've got a pilot who's really talented, they're going to fly great 95% of the time. And then a little bit more often, they'll be a little bit better than usual. And a little more often, they'll be a little bit worse than usual. But on average, they're going to regress back to the mean. So essentially, it doesn't matter what the, the trainer was saying. They were going to regress back to the mean regardless. But our own negativity bias makes it feel like when we're we're being negative and focusing on the negative that we're actually doing good when the reality is we're not we're just making people miserable without actually improving things beyond what statistics say would happen anyway what is your digital or physical experience like from a customer perspective what should you change how do you compare against your competition whether you're a small, medium, or large size organization, why not let me or one of the team review your digital or physical experience by undertaking an experience health check? In this short and affordable engagement, we will act as a customer. And if we can't practically do that, we'll talk to some of your customers. 
and we'll assess your experience against best practice. We will then provide you with a series of actionable recommendations for change. If you're interested in finding out more, just go to beyondphilosophy.com backslash healthcheck. That's beyondphilosophy.com backslash healthcheck. One of our clients is very good at motivating people. And she used a phrase, which I think everybody knows, which is you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Yeah. And certainly from a motivation perspective, I think that's absolutely the case. But I guess this applies in a custom experience setting as well. Not I guess, I know it does. Because again, if you think about, we talked a bit about reviews, but if you think about feedback, people tend to give and are willing to give more feedback on negative things than they are on positive things, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. In general, yes. And in general, customers will seek out more negative feedback and reviews from other customers than they will positive reviews and feedback. Yeah, all of that. If we are naturally biased to negative, interesting question, actually. Should we compensate for that in some way in in the measures that we have? You end up spiraling down too far, don't you? So Customers are putting negative things. We're looking for the negative things. And then when we're reading the results and we're not even celebrating the fact that downloads doubled last year and you're saying, well, why didn't they dribble and stuff like that? I guess I'm circling back to going, this is all about being aware of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's a real nuanced response to it because as we just said, an argument can be made that negativity bias is adaptive that there's good things that a negativity bias can do for us. No great thing was accomplished by people being kind of complacent and saying, yeah, things are good enough the way they are. That doesn't lead us to work harder and try to improve. So at the same time, there is something kind of perverse about never being happy with objective successes either. So I don't think that negativity bias is something that we, there are a lot of biases that are just crazy and that are irrational and we can make the case that we should try to stop doing them. I don't think negativity bias falls quite in that category. I think that there are some advantages to having a negativity bias. I think that this is one of those biases where we might want to avoid the extremes around it, like get what usefulness we can out of a negativity bias, but then also don't kind of let it spin off the rails, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think part of this for me I remember looking into this some time ago and then looking when we were looking at framing and sort of the effects of that. So I think the example that I read was that they were talking to a group of patients and you could either turn around and say that 70% of the people that had this operation were successful or you turn around and say, 30% of the people that had this operation died, were not successful. And clearly it's the same stat, but just put in a different way. And the 30% of people that said they died, nobody had the operation. The 70% of people that said it's successful, you obviously had more people going, yeah, I'll do it then. But when you told them that there was this like reverse stat, well, that means 30% would die, then a number of them dropped whether they had it or not. 
Whereas if you told the 30% of people that it wasn't successful, but that meant that it was 70% of people that would still go or would still be successful, that didn't go up. I hope I didn't put too many 70 and 30% uh, in there to confuse everybody. (laughs) That would be one of those stories that's better told with a spreadsheet. It is, or a visual. There are a lot of stories like that, I find. I like spreadsheet stories. Again, I think that these framing effects, and we've talked about loss aversion before, negativity bias is clearly related to loss aversion. Again, it's kind of this focus on the negative or focus on the loss. I think that the framing effect you described is one area where the negativity bias doesn't sound like it's adaptive. It doesn't sound like it's positive for us. It sounds like it's going to lead us to to less rational, less good decision-making. So that would be one area where, where, yeah, we would try to eliminate that, that bias. Other areas where it can be kind of motivational for us or lead to improvements, those are areas where we might be willing to tolerate more negativity bias, I think. So from a customer experience perspective, what it was making me think was the usual question of so what and where is this sort of manifesting itself? And it made me realize the whole of the insurance industry is based upon this. Because we get worried that we are going to lose something, and that goes, as you rightly say, into loss aversion, we're going to lose something. And therefore, by definition, we're worried because we're looking at things from a negative perspective. We effectively go, so what's the solution to that? And hence, insurance is invented, basically, because that overcomes some of the negativity of of what we do. And, and when you actually think about it, the insurance industry gets based upon this it only goes to show that there is money to be made in people thinking negatively doesn't it and again like this is a real gray area because i don't there's some types of insurance that's not helpful or not a good investment but there are lots of types of insurance that are so this would be an instance where thinking about what could possibly go wrong may lead you to make better decisions rather than being optimistic and convinced that you'll be able to live forever And I presume that sort of then manifests itself in the actions of, we've talked about doing reading reviews. So in other words, because I'm feeling negative or because I've got this negativity bias and I'm looking at things from a negative standpoint, I want to take actions that are going to make me feel more confident. So that could be reading a review. It could be talking to friends it could be dealing with the brands that i trust because those things are giving me more confidence that the outcome is going to be good am i going down the right track yeah so kind of a risk mitigation strategies for people who are are focused on these negative things yeah absolutely i mean I'll, i'll say that this negativity bias gets real bad when it gives us a real skewed view of the world Again, for us personally, it's hard for me to make this argument right now in the midst of a pandemic and and real economic problems and real environmental problems. But the reality is looking across a longer time horizon, things have gotten objectively a lot better in the world over the last 50, 100 years. Global poverty is down a lot. 
some types of pollution have really come down a lot in especially yep. in certain areas of the world. So like there's good news out there, but it gets swamped occasionally. I remember posting on Facebook a few years ago, a journalist at the Atlantic had written an article saying that this is the best year in human existence. And he listed out all these stats that were real, that were real stats about, you know, infant mortality and starvation levels and, and world income and it's easy for all that stuff to get lost in the mix because we're so focused on the negative. So in terms of like practical applications for this and, and what we should do about it, use the usefulness of, of negativity bias, but be real careful that we don't carry it too far and that we don't get a skewed view of what we're doing. If, if we think that our team is doing everything wrong because we're focused on the negative or that our, our company is, is failing because of the negative and that view is skewed and and wrong, that's going to lead us to make worse decisions because we now don't have an accurate view of what's actually going on. So what we really should be saying is, this is the best pandemic I've ever had. <laughs> well, objectively, <laughs> that's probably true unless you're 100 years old. <laughs> I've had some pandemics, but this one is sure, really a doozy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you and I joked about this before we started recording, but talking about how negativity is a bias in the midst of a pandemic might just erase any credibility that we have with our listeners. <laughs> like, no, things are actually really bad now for real. That's not a bias. And that's kind of true. At the same time, the negativity bias is also real. Like it's, there's still this bias. Even if things are bad, we might be thinking that they're even worse than they actually are because of the way we focus on information. Yeah, and I genuinely believe that the issue for me is always just understanding what's happening, okay? Just from a personal level, if you can understand why you're depressed and this is part of it, then that helps. If we talk about customers, if you can understand why customers are looking for these things, why customers may be more angry than they normally are, why they're more annoyed than they normally are, and therefore making allowances for those things. I think those types of things help in the help improve the experience. So given this, let's get into that. Let's do our usual question of, so what, what does this mean that people should do? My advice would be to periodically do checks and make sure that any negative assessments you have are based in reality and not based in bias. Right. So if your negativity bias leads you to want to improve things like so if, if Colin says we doubled our number of listeners, but I think we can do better. That's kind of potentially a positive negativity bias. Right. Where it's, let's focus on what's not going as well as it could. On the other hand, if your negativity bias leads to you being really just inaccurate about the state of the world, that's not going to help. And that's not going to lead you to better decisions. So. When you find yourself thinking negative thoughts about life or about business or about your customers or your customer experience, pause and do a check. See if you can substantiate that with objective measures. Sometimes things are genuinely terrible, but make sure that that's reality and not just your perception. Sure, sure. My piece of advice would be this. One is it's great to recognize what's actually happening and the fact that you and your customers naturally look at things from a negative perspective. For me, from a leadership perspective, that means that you've got to try to sort of counteract that. 
And I love the phrase that my client used about you attract more flies with uh, honey than you do with vinegar. So praising people in your team is important, particularly in these times. I think it's also worth mentioning in these times that with this negativity bias and with everybody looking at things through a more negative lens, although they naturally are looking things through negative lens or maybe an increased negative lens, you need to recognize that that's happening with your customers. Yeah. And you need to try to provide them with solutions and try to help them out because I'm absolutely convinced that give it a year or two's time and when people are looking back, they will look back and think about the companies and the people they worked with that helped them through these difficult times. And that's a way of building true loyalty. So the issue for me becomes recognize that this is happening And then from a customer experience perspective, turn around and say to yourself, okay, so what solutions can I give to help people recognizing this is the case? What solutions can I give to to help them through this and maybe to show them some of the more good stats? The other thing for me is this whole area of framing. Think about how to frame what you are saying to customers in a much more positive way knowing that they're going to look at it from a negative perspective. Don't put something over to them in a negative way because that will just increase the negativity that's happening out there. So really thinking, and whether that's in a message, you know, an advertising message, or whether that's in a phone call, or whether that's in a chatbot with a customer online, or whether that's in an email, think about it, how you put that over and how you how you frame things. I love that. Okay, so thanks very much, everyone, for calling in today. If you've got any suggestions of any feedback from us, positive or negative, that you want to give, any suggestions of anything you'd like to cover, then please don't hesitate to contact us at contact at beyondphilosophy.com. That's contact at beyondphilosophy.com. Talk to you next week. Cheers. This has been The Intuitive Customer with Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton. But it doesn't end here. Just go to beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast to find all of our shows, access free tools and resources, and subscribe, won't you? That way you'll never miss a show. That's beyondphilosophy.com slash podcast. And we'll talk with you next time on The Intuitive Customer.